Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday and live talk radio here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin, and this is the Home Fix Show, where today, as we've done for quite a few years, we will talk about home repairs and improvements and things you need to or want to do to or for your house to either get things fixed or make them better, just whatever you're working on. That's what I'm here for. I'm supposed to uh, try to help you with that and give you suggestions on materials or answer pricing questions or how long does this take? What steps do I need to go through? Anything I should ask my contractor or I got two different opinions. Which one's right? That's what I try to do is help you through those things. Um, No guests in the studio with me today or on the phone line. So it's just you and I. So get your phone out and be ready to punch in when you feel comfortable. Sooner the better, though. 208-336-3700. And we will talk. If you ever miss a part of this show and you want to get caught up, or maybe you missed last week's and you're traveling and you want to hear what we talked about, uh, go to kboi.com, click on the podcast menu, drop down to the Home Fix Show, and select the program you would like to hear. You can also fast forward or rewind through those programs to uh, catch whatever part you missed or want to hear again. And thanks to our friends at Heating Equipment Company for bringing us those podcasts to you at no charge. Uh, Thanks for that, guys. Uh, Very busy out there, of course, with the heat that we've had this past few days. I'm sure you know that every heating equipment uh, or every heating and cooling company, including Heating Equipment Company, our sponsor, uh, is is very, very busy. Um, don't be surprised if uh, there's some delay getting people out to you. So that's just the way it is. I mean, when it gets hot like it did, uh, equipment goes under stress, things break, safety uh, limit switches kick in and uh, disable uh, equipment so that it won't run uh, and, and do more damage. That stuff's there for a reason fuses blow out on stuff that still has that kind of thing and um, and it needs to be fixed and yes it's often only a 10 15 20 30 dollar part but uh, you know getting somebody there by the time it's all done it could be several hundred dollars because uh, it's it's not always the one thing uh, one thing you might want to do though is when somebody is out if they're out to service your equipment and they say oh yeah you know it was this little part here I can fix that and have it up and running and um, it's kind of not a bad idea to say, well, you know, as long, oh, by the way, and, and, uh, you know, technicians hate to hear that, but oh, by the way, uh, while you're in there, do you see anything else that needs to be done? Does, does my system have a belt on the blower or the motor? Does anything need to be lubricated? Uh, should anything be vacuumed out or cleaned while you're there? Uh, you know, do you spot anything else? Cause, uh, sometimes just getting the people there is, is half the battle, as the saying set goes. So as long as you do have a professional coming to your home to get things up and running again, perhaps you could ask them 
is there anything else that you need to do while while you're in there while you've got this thing apart uh, can you check anything else out and some of them will just do that automatically of course uh, and and out of either a desire for a high service level or they're just trying to pump up the bill a little bit but um you know they they are running trying to take care of as many people as possible so they're going to they're going to try to get in and out as soon as they as soon as they possibly can with you but ask the question when you're there 208-336-3700 if you'd like to join us on the show 208-336-3700 this uh past week i saw a post on facebook um, I probably spend too much time there, but I saw this post, and if if you participate in that particular social media platform, you probably see this a lot too. And it's it's people out there looking for help, or looking to get a question answered, or hey, does anybody know what this is, or where can I find that, where can I get that? So it's often that the ones that catch my attention are the ones that are construction related, or home improvement, or contractor or material related. And I saw this one here that uh, a couple days ago, it says, I need bids for a, and and you could just put a blank line there and just write in, you know, just the, the project of your choice there. Because, you know, I, I see these things like, it, it seems like about once a month or something, I see this, this same type of thing, you know, I need bids for a deck or a fence or a garage or a agricultural building or room addition or something. And then it says, who do you recommend? Um, okay. So when I see that, it's like when I see this, you know, I want bids for a deck, who do you recommend? Well, a little bit more information, uh, because I know that you're thinking exactly, or you've got a vision for something, um, describing that in a little bit of detail really helps because so many of the trades today have narrowed down their focus. Not all of them, of course, but a lot of them have narrowed things down to where they only work with certain types of things or types of projects. Uh, Maybe in the example of the deck, maybe there's a company that all they do is composite decking, the, uh, the plastic and wood fiber decking when maybe you actually want a redwood deck. So it does no good to put the two of you together because I, if I was recommending this this company to you, would be just wasting both of your times. Uh, One, for them to answer the phone and have to tell you they don't do that, and you to get your hopes up calling them that maybe you actually found somebody and then you haven't. So um, This person here was reaching out on Facebook this week, asking for recommendations, and it was a a pretty broad question. You know, I need bids for a, and he he wanted an outbuilding built, you know, shop building. Um, And he's asking, and I say he, I'm not sure he or she was asking for recommendations. Well, that was a, a pretty broad sweeping question. And without knowing, like I say, just a little bit more, um, how could somebody actually provide a, a decent recommendation? Because we all want to help each other out. You know, would they just be throwing names out? Just, you know, blah, just here's a name. So it looks like I, I, I know what I'm doing and I can, I can help you out. And like we said, you know, whose time would that waste if that wasn't a good match? Well, it would waste everybody's time. So 
you know, of course, I wanted to help the <laughs> best I can. I like to do that for people if I can. And it also sends business to people that, you know, I like, and it helps them out a little bit too. So first thing I did, though, of course, is I was a little bit of a smart aleck, and I said, well, you know, your question is kind of like asking Albertsons how much food costs. Um, I said, you know, to really answer this, uh, can you give some more details uh, about this? You know, what this, just tell me some more details about it, or do you have some plans that have been drawn up um, that, you know, you could share? Um, and I knew, it, if I knew what kind of a, you know, project this looked like, uh, I could perhaps send them the names of, you know, a couple builders that I know that could do that. Uh, but, but even then, you know, a, a stick frame building, let's say on a concrete slab is a lot different skill set and experience level and perhaps a totally different contractor than maybe a dirt floor pole building would be with metal siding and a metal roof. That's going to be a lot different than a stick framed building uh, with painted siding perhaps and a shingled roof. Um, you know, does this have plumbing in it and heat and air conditioning or full electrical? Um, or is it just a, you know, a basic shell? Like I say, it could be very different contractors. And it's like sometimes it's better not to give any information than to give the wrong information, right? Uh, to which I received the reply when I asked for that more details. Um, and, and they just said something that's kind of odd here. And it, this, this scared me. It said, I'm not posting the specifics for a reason. Give me options. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not posting the specifics for a reason. Give me options. Well, options on what? Um, you know, what, what are you looking for? Well, so I, I thought, you know, and I didn't send this, but I thought, well, here's two options. I can build a really nice big building for $100,000 or a smaller, not so nice one for $50,000. There, that's two options. When do you want me to start? Um, what was the old, uh, computer saying, you know, that they used to say when you're entering data, you know, garbage in garbage out. If, if you don't tell me anything, how can I tell you anything? Um, I, I can only go based on, on so, some direction. Um, so, all right, so let's talk about this, shall we? You know, this is kind of Tara sitting over there, you know, can, can we talk about this? I mean, can, can we talk about this? You know, um, first I'm not going any further with this person because if uh, he or she is being secretive or elusive for some reason, why, why would I want to work for them or for that situation? Something seems fishy that's going on. And in my case, I'm not sure I want to send anybody into that uh, situation. But uh, let's take our break here and then talk about the person who does reply to the situation. So you contractors out there, what are you thinking when you hear that? You know, when somebody does that to you or, or requests that of you, do you, do you start that engagement and, and carry on that conversation or do you just uh, run away from it? Uh, what can happen here? Let's, let's talk about that when we come back with more and what you as a person needing some help. Maybe there's some, a different way that you can phrase a few things. I'll help you out with that that maybe will get you the results that you are looking for rather than just, you know, the sound of crickets because nobody's replying. Well, there might be a reason for that. We'll talk more about trying to find contractors. 
The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. It's painting season, and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work, all the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from the Painting Pro. Styles change, and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best-looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around. Styles and colors are changing, and if you're ready, so is the Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit PaintingPro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208 378 4825. That's 208-378-4825 or paintingpro.net. When summer heats up, your insulation goes to work to try to keep you cool. The amount and type of insulation will determine how successful this is. Can your home benefit from added or replaced insulation? Could your garage be more useful if it was insulated? Perhaps. Find out by making a call to Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028. Go Green will look over your insulated spaces and determine what is needed and where. An accurate and complete quote will be prepared and presented for you to review. And then you can discuss with the insulation experts at Go Green just how this will make your home feel, as well as potential energy cost savings you may achieve. Go Green Insulation is fully up to speed with all the latest energy code requirements and suggestions, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. Before it gets too deep into the season, call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So we're talking about reaching out and asking for help and how you phrase things. Um, as we talked about, this one was, you know, I, I, I need somebody to give me a bid on this. And who do you recommend? Well, it's almost like they're saying, um, who do you recommend give me a bid? And some people will step forward and they'll say, well, I can help you out with that. Um, what, what can happen in that situation? When does this, or not when, what does this particular person want who is soliciting 
these bids. And in the way that some things are phrased, uh, based on my personal experience over the years and that of other uh, contractors that I have spoken to, it seems like sometimes uh, this initial conversation is just that. Uh, they want you as a contracting professional to talk to them. Okay, that's fine. And talk and talk and give all of your ideas, your creativity and your expertise about how you're going to go about doing this and what you're going to need to do. And a lot of the information that makes you the pro that you are. They're, they're mining you for that. They're milking you for that. Um, and it could be done intentionally or unintentionally, but they do this because uh, to a point they want you to impress them to show them that you can build uh, just about anything or anything that they would want. So they're going to want to start the design process with you in conversation form to help them work through the problem solving or the cost reductions that are being looked for. And I can almost guarantee you as uh, a contractor that uh, this particular customer will not select you to do the job because this is all of that information gathering stage that will be totally reevaluated and maybe reprioritized or put in order and uh, something put together. And then that will go out as an additional solicitation for for bids or whatever, and uh, you may not be invited back into that process. So uh, the other possibility is they're going to take that information to another contractor and just say, here, this is, this is what I want, uh, bid on that, because they're trying to get that price down. And if that contractor doesn't have to invest hours and hours, either on the phone or in person or doing desk work or something to come up with that, uh, this other person, sure, they may be able to uh, bid that for a lower amount. Um, that's really what I think they want. They're after the, the cheapest that they can find regardless of who gets abused or bruised you know, along the way. So one side of this, uh, I, I struggle with this a little bit because one side of you know, capitalistic type thinking that you know, I somewhat subscribe to some of that, you know, says that if a contractor does this willingly, if he gets involved in this situation and he provides all this information and then gets essentially gets stiffed by the, by the customer, well, too bad for them. That's, that's that learning experience. Perhaps they will come out of that better or learn from that. Um, but the other side uh, of, of me kind of says, you know, that, well, that, that whole behavior of, like I said, either intentionally or unintentionally taking advantage of someone, you know, that's, that's just wrong. And it, it's somewhat predatory on maybe somebody that, uh, you know, is, is, I don't know, desperate to, to get the work or something. And it's just plain mean. So um, most contractors that I know, if they hear things like what was in that simple post, they're just, they're just going to run away from that. They're just not going to engage. They're not going to offer their services or uh, other people are not going to recommend them because they've been there before. This, this is what has happened to them. Uh, there's always newcomers coming into the trades or into our area and, and looking for that work. So they're going to be out there uh, trying to get that. And, and I don't know why, but I, I somewhat feel bad for that person. And you want to warn them a little bit somehow. But um, 
because you, you don't want them to. Uh, and then the customer too. You know, think about the customer that's doing this. And and again, they may not understand the the mind of the uh, the contractor that's reading that. But uh, this customer could be setting themselves up for a lot of disappointment and confusion because you've either weeded out some of the the people that you really would have wanted to work from you just because of the way you phrased something and. Um, you know, that may not be good because maybe the very best people for you just aren't, aren't going to, like I say, interact at all. Or then this is the type of customer that uh, complains later that they, they can't find anybody to, uh, to work for them and how bad this is or the, you know, the economy is or nobody's, you know, knows how to work anymore. And well, you know, it can all go back to those, those first few words and, and how you said that. So what would, what would I do? What, what should you do? If you're needing to get, you know, a bid, a quote, and and I don't know if I like the word bid because, well, I'll get to that in a minute, but I, I prefer to use the word quote. Um, so what would I do if I was needing a quote for a project? First, I think I would define this project the absolute best that I possibly can. Um, I have to have some idea of what I want. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't be asking these questions, right? I have to have some idea because I know that I want it. Um, even if it's just what is the purpose of what I want, you know, even that helps. You say, I want to get a quote on uh, a patio cover to provide shade over half of my patio in the afternoons of summer. Uh, and even that helps um, be, because then somebody can start envisioning this. Oh, I see what, what you're kind of after and, and, and somehow describe it you know, the, the size of it, show, show a photo of something you found online or in a magazine or, or something that is kind of like what you were sort of thinking. You go, oh yeah, something like that would be real good. Uh, just something to set up those parameters for that conversation to begin on somewhat of, of an equal footing. Uh, if I could not do this, if I just could not do that, if I could not define anything other than perhaps the end result a little bit. This may be where the investment into a person uh, who could help me do that, um, a designer, somebody who can design this, whether it's a landscape designer or a remodeling designer or you know some type of construction person that, can, that does this design work. And there's a lot of those out there that do that exact thing. That's what they get paid to do, to sit down and talk to you and figure this out. And, well, do you like this or do you like this better? Do you want to do brick or do you want to do siding? Do you want to do wood shingles or a metal roof? Do you want your patio cover to be open so that things get wet underneath it when it rains? Or do you want it solid? You know, th those are the kind of things that they're going to ask you. Or, or an architect, you know, a licensed architect, if it's a structure that, uh, you know, is going to need a little bit of engineering support to go with it and those people involved. All of that would be very worthwhile because they know the questions to ask to get started and get things on paper because part of it is if price is part of your decision, the project then can be designed to the budget. Um, a lot of people are afraid, well, how much do you want to spend on this? Well, I don't want to tell you that. Well, okay, so I don't want to design, you know, this beautiful castle for you when all you want is a playhouse, you know. Give, give me something. We're afraid to tell people what, what we really want to do, but if you say, look, this can't go above this. Well, you say, well, that's what you're going to bring the bid in for. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But just if you have it on paper, all bidders are looking at the same thing. 
Uh, you can still make, there I said bidders again, quote, all people who quote this project, uh, you can still make a selection of a person and then make some changes, uh, but you will also get what you want, a cost on the end result of what you're looking for. Uh, we've talked about it before and what to say and what not to say in a conversation and things like telling the person you, that you finally get either to visit you or on the phone or engaged in an email thread, uh, don't tell them that you're getting multiple quotes. Uh, no contractor wants to be one of three people or four people or six people. Uh, there's no need to tell them that. And in the way, especially today with the crazy busy times that we're experiencing, a lot of people are just, you know, they're calling everybody and anybody and saying, well, if I get a hold of 10 people and six show up and four actually put in a, you know, a quote and, uh, you know, there's two of those that I can fit my schedule to and then you select somebody, you're just grateful to get, like we been jokingly say, anybody that can fog a mirror to, to be your builder, um, you know, that, that's not the right way to go about that. Um, and lumber costs right now. How can anybody design a quoted project? Um, you know, it may have to be indexed to the lumber market. Say, okay, I'm, I'm quoting this at today's prices. Whatever percentage they go up or down by the time we do your job, we will follow that, you know, up or down. So is, is asking on Facebook, you know, really a good idea? Well, unless you know the person replying to you, you can trust what you're hearing may be real or not, or if it's from the company itself, or who knows, maybe it's a competitor replying to you just to mess with the minds of their competition too. All kinds of weird stuff happen on there. So call me, maybe I can help you out. Put some, put some of the right people in your hands. We will be back right after the news break. Get your phones ready. Let's hear from you. What are you working on? 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. This is The Home Fix Show. Renewable Energy Northwest starts the same way all the other PV companies start, with a copy of your power bill. The big difference is this is their starting point. One customer asked them to improve their power costs. The review came up with these solutions. Update the current HVAC system to an energy-efficient 21-seer heat pump system for a 20% savings. Install a solar thermal HVAC solution for heating water and assisting home heating for a 30% energy savings. Insulation improvements for 10% more energy savings, identification of inefficient appliances to be retired or replaced for an additional 5% energy savings, and these options resulted in a 65% energy reduction in the home. Now the solar PV needs to only cover the remaining 35%. Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Joe Prin here from the Home Fix Radio Show, and right now, many of you are probably thinking about a bathroom remodeling project. You've seen things on TV and in the magazines and on social media, but what really are the best products for you? Well, I would suggest you talk to the professionals at Custom Bath Solutions in Meridian to help guide you through this process. At Custom Bath Showroom in Meridian, you'll see locally manufactured Best Bath and Custom Marble shower products that eliminate the need to scrub grout, clean, and seal like your tile showers. They build showers specifically for you and can remodel your entire bathroom. Custom Bath Solutions offers products that are easy to access for safety and have custom options like a river rock floor and tile inlays in the walls. 
Visit Custom Bath at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call them at 208-888-7561 to schedule a free in-home consultation. For bathroom remodeling, I recommend Custom Bath Solutions. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Well, good morning to you. Hey, welcome to Saturday morning. If you're just joining us here on News Talk KBOI, thanks for waking up with us. And wow, we're going to have a gorgeous, beautiful day out today. And I hope you can stay safe and hydrated and get what you want to get done and enjoy it without hurting yourself. Uh, Yeah, I was a little toasty the last few days. A lot of people's air conditioning systems were put under stress, maybe some even to the point of breaking. Uh, Some places are able to respond right away. Others, you may have to wait a day or two. So out come the fans. The screens are open on the windows. Right now, you're sucking in the coolest air that you can. Probably any minute now, you'll be closing those windows and closing the curtains and trying to keep that cool in your house probably running the ceiling fans uh, that you have. Uh, you probably heard the commercials from Idaho Power. They say, make sure they're running in a counterclockwise direction. There's a phrase that the kids of today's world don't even know. What does that mean? What, what does counterclockwise mean? You know, it's, my clock says it's 808. How, do, how does that run counterclockwise? So you have to explain. You see the hands the, on a regular old analog clock, they go the other way. So that's with you laying down on the floor and looking at that. Are the blades going the opposite direction that a clock goes? So that's the way you want them spinning if you can right now. Although some people will say, well, Joe, I have mine spinning the other way and it seems to make the room totally comfortable that way. Or I have a vaulted ceiling and it's, it behaves better. The other, Fine. Whatever works for you, whatever makes you feel best in your home and you think it's doing the best job, just do that. You don't have to listen to me or Idaho Power or anybody, but uh, in general, ceiling fans spinning counterclockwise right now, uh, they say that that's the better way to do it. So try it. I don't know. Look at, look at your fans. If you don't, uh, if you don't, don't like that, then, you know, go, go the other direction. You can do that. Uh, Hey, it's just you and I today on the program, so you're welcome to call in at any point in time with the projects that you're working on, 208-336-3700, and uh, let's see if we can help uh, somebody else that's listening. Let's go to Denny in Nampa. Good morning, Denny. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good to hear from you today. a great, great program so far. I got to give you some more information. I know you say it occasionally, but I'm getting a lot of people very upset because they don't understand that when you are close by utilities on any job, fence repair, et cetera, you got to call Dig Alert, uh, no matter where you are in the state of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Actually, Dig some Line, people, Dig Line. Yeah. It, it, and I get people get very upset with me when they say, no, I'm not by no utilities at all. <laughs> Do such and such. Yeah. And I said, look, uh, find somebody else then. I got to do it this way. And it's for your safety as well as mine. Yeah, very I've much so. Done that. Dig line is fully funded also by the utilities themselves. I mean, so places like 
you know, Cable One and Idaho Power and Intermountain Gas and Suez Water and, you know, all these other utility providers, whether it's an internet company or the phone companies or anybody that has buried wires, you know, somewhere throughout your property or nearby, uh, it's in their interest to keep those from getting cut or damaged because even when they have to send somebody out there to, you know, to make the fix and they, they bill you, you know, $60 or whatever, that's, that, that's not the point of that. What it is is usually you take out somebody else's service also, or you could, uh, in addition to your own, plus then they have to have this, this staff of responsive people ready to go at any moment in time for, you know, like, like Danny, you say, you're out there and you're, you're digging some fence post holes, uh, you know, along a property line and all of a sudden chop, you go right through a, you know, a, a hard line phone cable or something that may be, uh, you know, the neighbor's only connection to the internet or something. So, well, probably not, but you know, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, if, what is it? Three days, you got to call them three days in advance. Yeah. Uh, I was going to be doing a job in Boise and to reinforce a lady's gate, and I knew it was by a gas line. And I said, look, I've got to give the three-day notice. It was I called in late Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and I'm not legally able to really do anything until Monday in that particular area right. of her gate. So... Every gas company came out. They did their check. They said, no, the gas line's going the opposite direction, but do not do anything according to Idaho Utility Code until everyone has marked everything else by Monday morning at 8 a.m. Yep. So I, I just want to throw that out there. I know you're always trying to catch everything <laughs> safely to the public on, on your program Saturday mornings, but... Please, I know, add that to the list of people when they get upset because they want to know why contractors aren't getting out there doing their job quicker and faster yeah. on any of their projects. We've got to call Dig Alert and mark it before we do anything. Yeah, and and uh, you keep saying alert, but it's actually Dig Line. Yeah, no. it's eight one one, and it's it's very simple and and really. Not only for the contractors, homeowners are to be doing it also, even if it's a do-it-yourself project. Yeah, even if you want to go plant a big tree in your backyard, you should do that. Um, you know, you just call Digline, and they'll they'll come out there, and you say, you know, just mark this area right here because I'm going to be digging, you know, a, a big enough, deep enough hole that that you might hit something. Um, I, one of my neighbors was working on a, a driveway. They had their driveway dug up and essentially excavated in a place where no driveway had been before. They were putting one in. And, you know, they, the contractor did the right thing. He went down about 18 inches and, you know, dug into there and was removing all the soil. And they are putting in road base and compacting it and everything so that it was going to, you know, provide, provide a good support structure for this, this driveway. And uh, they, they had called dig line and still uh when they were removing a uh a tree that was out there that tree had grown around a gas line you know 20 mm -hmm. years ago or whatever and when they ripped out that stump it put enough pressure on the line that it popped it you know five feet away from where the line was marked even but at least they knew it was there and they were trying to be as careful as possible and the gas company got right out there and they shut it down and all and um, but you know, things happen, but, uh, 
and even though you do the absolute best that you can, you know, something can still happen, but at, at least you're, you're somewhat cautious of it and you know it. And again, it doesn't cost you anything to have them do this. One thing too, I'd add to it, Denny, that I would suggest is once they come out there and uh, they'll, they'll use spray paint on the grass. Don't, don't panic as a homeowner when you see that, because a lot of times it's just a chalk type of paint and it only lasts a little while. Um, and then it'll be gone or you can mow it off the grass or whatever. If it gets on the bark, you can just kind of rake it in. It disappears and fades away after a while. But you're going to see these different colors. Um, if the person that's out there marking it, if you want them to explain that to you, uh, they will do that. They'll tell you, you know, the orange means this, the yellow means this, the blue means this. Um, and what you can do is you can photograph that. Uh, just so you have that in your records if you're ever moving forward. Now, you can't trust that again, so you would call them back again. But, you know, I've hit stuff putting in fence posts where where you wouldn't think it would be, and I've learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah, well, I found in my backyard when I first moved here a year ago in Napa that I had to replace all my irrigation system in the backyard. I called Dig Alert for that before I did anything, and I found out my property line on the back part of my property. I've got cable running right through parallel with my property line on three sides of my fence, and I've also got electrical J-box in the back corner. Mm. So I learned, I'm glad I called them because you don't know what is on the back part of your property if you're in residential area. And I know farming communities and agriculture people out there, they've got wells, they've got other things. They don't think they got to worry about it. Maybe they're on propane. They've got right. other lines. But in residential, people have got to understand that there's all kinds of utilities out there. And if you hit in the newer project areas where they're putting in fiber optics, you could wipe out four or 500 people in an area, like you said, well ago. And it may not They're be. not able to get their computer running. Right. And it may not even be coming into your home. It may kind of swoop yep. or make its way through your property to go to somewhere else. So you can say, mm-hmm. I don't have anything out there. I know that my water comes in on the other side and my electricity or my gas, but maybe there's something on the other side. That's why there's that five foot easement supposedly you know on each property line for for utilities to run that stuff even through your yard even if it doesn't go to your house so yeah again like uh, denny was saying here you call 811 uh, just punch that in to your phone or there is a phone number for dig line it's uh 342 and that's for the entire state of idaho and it is absolutely free yeah denny thanks for the reminder Good to hear from you this morning. We'll be back with more Home Fix after this, and we're going to talk a little bit. uh, What are we going to talk about? What did I have up here? I had something else. Oh, giving your house a bath. (laughs) Now, don't think like your cat. You're not going to go out there and lick your siding. I've got some, some other ways for you to do that. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. 
The warmth and visual richness of the finely crafted hardwood floor is a very special element of your house, and the choices you have for wood species, widths, and patterns has never been greater. Integrity Hardwood Floors will provide you with the highest quality installation and the best finish in the hardwood floor industry. Your complete and total satisfaction for every board they install. Every square foot of floor they finish or refinish is all that is acceptable to them. A beautiful hardwood floor is a complete process, and if you invite Carl from Integrity Hardwood Floors to your home, you'll understand every step of the way. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a Bona certified craftsman contractor and are experts with all Bona finishing and cleaning products. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. That's 208-724-9445. Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox home comfort systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Linux system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. We like the look and feel of our new granite and solid surface countertops, but not many of us know the proper way to take care of them. Sometimes this can result in the need for a repair. When that happens, call the Stone Medics at Cutting Edge Kitchens. The Stone Medics can fix granite and solid surface countertops no matter when they were built or who installed them. The very talented craftspeople at the Stone Medics can fix cracks, chips, stains, and scuffs. They can reattach sinks and drill additional holes for your new faucet or accessory. If you're ready for new countertops and want to learn more about granite, large format tile, or other solid surface materials, Cutting Edge Kitchens is here to help. Cutting Edge Kitchens has led with innovation, artistry, and techniques in Idaho for many years. Is your kitchen next? Call Cutting Edge Kitchens and schedule an appointment. Or for repairs, ask for the Stone Medics. Same phone number, 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. It's really nice outside now, so run with us and save $300 on select X300 series lawn tractors at your local John Deere dealer, Campbell Tractor, during deer season. Plus, enjoy low-rate financing and free delivery when purchased online. Productivity and versatility are key to how we run. That's why the select series lawn tractors are engineered to till and mulch and haul and bag and plow and fertilize and seed and sweep and, of course, mow. So what are you waiting for? Our deer season sales event won't last forever. Contact your dealer today and find out why nothing runs like a deer. Some conditions apply. Offer ends May 3rd, 2021. See johndeere.com slash lawn tractors or contact Campbell Tractor at 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Stores also in Homedale, 
Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on KBOI.com. Just click on podcasts, then click on the Home Fix show, all for free. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix show on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, I want to hear something again. I want to hear that Campbell tractor commercial because it sounds like the date expired in there. So I will get that fixed. Um, I think the information is still valid, but the, uh, the sale date has expired there. So my apologies for that. Uh, you, did you know that uh, Campbell tractor offers the latest also in John Deere compact construction equipment there now also? Uh, from skid steers and compact track loaders and uh, wheel loaders and excavators. Uh, you're sure to find the equipment that you need to get your jobs done from Campbell Tractor. And if you already own some John Deere compact construction equipment, Campbell Tractor will provide all the service inspections that you need and that to keep your John Deere compact construction equipment ready to work at all times and in compliance with uh, any warranties or maintenance agreements probably that you also have in place. So see Campbell Tractor for that also. Hey, the number to reach us here on the show, 208-336-3700. Yeah, let's give our house a bath this weekend. Uh, this is a good weekend to do it. Right now is a great time to do it. Not not too much later when it gets a little bit uh, hotter, although it's supposed to be a little milder today. But uh, it is a good day to give your house a bath. Uh, you need to do that now and then. I mean, you do it to your car, right? And uh, you probably do it to yourself even now and then. But what about your house? Uh, it's kind of the same thing just bigger than like doing your car. You can start with cleaning out your gutters if they need it, uh, get all that blasted out of there. And that way, if stuff gets down below, it doesn't matter because you're going to get to that pretty soon. So clean out all your gutters, make sure that they're flowing nice. And then you can also scrub down the outside of them while you're up there. You know, a lot of people go up to clean the gutters, but they don't think about that. Have a small bucket of water, maybe suspended from your ladder with a scrub mitt like maybe you'd use on the car with some soap in there and wipe down the outside of the gutters for anything that's splashed over or any rollover drips or that kind of that mildewy look on the bottom of the metal gutters. You can scrub that off as you go and uh, like you say, clean them outside and underneath, you know, the inside, you can just hose those down from the inside. They don't have to be spotless inside the gutters, but uh, and then rinse them off with a hose right after you get down and uh, remove all the soap and everything off of them. You can then move on to the walls of your house and the soffits. Uh, you want to start with just regular plain water, rinse a section at a time, see how that goes, hose it down to get it wet. Uh, if you need to, you can then get out a scrub brush on a pole or something. They do make devices where the water will actually flow up through the pole and out the head of the brush, kind of like that uh, car wash brush, you know, that you can scrub the outside of your car with um, when you're down there. A little soap and water in a bucket, and you can go at it on your siding or soffits where it needs it. Uh, You probably did see a lot of just dirt and dust roll off the walls with just the rinse, so you may have to only do some parts or some areas more than other, but uh, you're going to do kind of the top-down mentality. Uh, here you can scrub off any, uh, you know, flying sideways bird poop that's landed on your, your siding or cobwebs or any splash staining down towards the bottom. 
and of course the windows. Uh, you can you can scrub down the windows from the outside. You know, not we're not trying to like wash the windows where you're getting the squeegee out and going across the glass and all that. We're just uh, getting the big stuff off now. Um, if there's anything that needed to be dried off after you do this, because we're only working one section of the house, one wall at a time. But if there's anything that needs to be dried off, like perhaps some light fixtures that uh, you got water on, or if you don't want to get them wet, you know, you can always put a bag over them or something when you're washing the rest of the house. But most light fixtures will take it just fine and they get dusty and spider webs and stuff all over the place. Uh, wipe them down perhaps a little bit uh, with some old terry cloth towels and that and uh, make it look real nice. You can move around the house section by section. I would suggest you work in the shade also so that the uh, water doesn't uh, you know dry off too fast and create any streaks or spots. Uh, as you do this, uh, you're going to get a little more familiar with each section of your house. So make take and make a look, uh, an intentional look for any repairs that uh, need to be made later. You could make some notes on this or take some pictures with your camera and then go back to that afterwards and, and fix some things, either with touch-up paint or a little bit of caulking or perhaps a screw or a nail is what's needed on some trim work or something. If you have brushes or shrubs or trees or anything that's pushing up against the house, now's a good time to cut those back. If it's flowering bushes and shrubs, uh, once they've bloomed, you can trim those back. Uh, if it's a tree, maybe just clipping a branch properly or something so it's not scrubbing up against the side of the house or the roof or on the gutters. Uh, that also reduces a, uh, a highway for the bugs and stuff to make it onto the side of your house a little bit more. So uh, you just don't want the plants uh, scrubbing or staining uh, your siding or even trying to grow up underneath it of some sort. Or if it's brick, you know, latching onto that uh, and and also getting up onto your roof or under shingles even. So uh, watch the viney plants. They shouldn't be on the side of the house and anchored into there either. So yeah, maybe it is a good weekend to give your house a bath. And then when you step back and you look at it, you know, everything just looks a little little crisper, a little cleaner. And, uh, you know, it, it's great. And then that way we can go into a nice big dust storm next week and you can start all over again. So, um, all right, let's, uh, go to Larry in Meridian. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Joe. Hi. I, I moved into this, uh, home, uh, 11, that's 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of questions on it. First, it has a nice walk-in tile shower. But I notice as soon as a drop of water hits the grout, it turns black. Now, is that uh, typical or is it uh, non-consequential or should I <laughs> go ahead and have it resealed or well, that's what should we do there? Turning black is kind of weird. You know, that you, you sure you're not just seeing it wet? It, it's just, you know, like wet concrete. If you drop a drop of water out on your driveway, you know, it kind of looks... A different color but we know it's just wet it's the water soaking into yeah. the grout is that what you're seeing well i'm not really sure and i'm not sure how to tell the difference uh, okay, okay well what color is the grout it's probably it, it's kind of a, a tannish color okay um i think what you're seeing is you're just seeing the grout turn wet if it was okay if it was live and active mildew or mold or something it would be that color even when it's dry. The water may enhance the color a little bit, 
but not probably mm-hmm. as drastic as what you're saying. I think what you're seeing is water that is getting onto the grout and it is not properly or not sealed as much as it could be. Um, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that have never sealed their grout ever in their entire life and everything's just fine because they wipe down the showers, they, they keep it clean by scrubbing it or they're using some chemicals on a regular basis or the grout was you know mm-hmm. really done well to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, in general, we don't want water getting into the grout because eventually it will probably start causing some deterioration. So yeah, we should probably look at getting that uh, you know, completely cleaned and resealed at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's sounds like it's really okay. anything to worry about now, but uh, there, there is a, one of our sponsors that does this. It's Permatreat. Um, I had that done to my shower, and it, it works really well, and it lasts a very, very, very long time. T-R-E-A-T. Okay. Yeah, Permatreat. Very good. Yeah, Josh is All the right. owner there, and uh, he'll take good care of you. All right, what's next on the list? Uh, cosmetic. Okay. I, I have a, a, a garage that's just, uh, plain flat and I'd like to put one of those, uh, brick facades mm. across the three columns that go up. Yeah. And I've called a lot of people to do that if I can't get anybody to even, uh, look at it or yeah. give me a quote. Yeah. They're all out building new houses right now. Cause that's such a, yeah. a popular, the popular thing right now are the, uh, either the real or the uh, the cultured or synthetic, you know, stone veneers that are on exteriors and that. Um, uh-huh. it, it's not a hard <clears throat> process to do. It might even be a fun one for you to play around with a little bit. Usually it, what you have to do is cut back the siding, remove the siding where you're going to do this. Um, so you would, you know, make a cut or, or something and, and remove the siding from like there down or whatever. Are you going part mm-hmm. way up or all the way? Just part way. Just yeah, the bottom so, so you, three and a half feet. Or something. Yeah, so you decide where that is, and you run a string line all the way across the whole garage, so when you stand back, one of them isn't higher than the other one or something. And, <laughs> yeah. and you make that cut, and you remove that siding, and what you're going to see is the, in your case, for a house built in 2010, you're going to see the uh, probably the white house wrap, which is a usually a moisture barrier and an air infiltration barrier that would stay there. And then depending uh-huh. what you're doing, uh, whether you're doing a, a, a real type of masonry product like, like a brick or one of the thinner versions that just looks like brick, but it's not quite as thick and heavy. Um, right. As That's well as yeah, some of the washed, uh, you know, the, the river rock or some of the stack stone or whatever, lots of different ways about going about that. And if you went to a place like the masonry center, on Orchard, uh, right by Fairview there, and the Connector in Boise, uh, the Masonry Center, and there's a lot of other places too. They sell all of this stuff, and they can take you through the process of what you need to do, whether you need to put a layer of uh, some kind of synthetic membrane behind that, or felt paper, or chicken wire, and do a scratch coat of mortar, maybe some, some brick ties, which are a little corrugated, wiggly piece of sheet metal that you'll lay into the some of the mortar joints between the bricks that keeps it from falling off from coming forward on you and how to build mm-hmm. a nice sill that drains the moisture off the top of the, the brick or the stone, the proper piece mm-hmm. of flashing that you'll have to tuck behind your siding so that as water rolls down the siding, it hits that flashing is diverted onto the stonework and down um, mm-hmm. the, the right mortar. So it, it is something you could do. It's kind of a fun project, but 
you're going to have to have some some time, a few tools and all that. But yeah, getting a contractor right now, that's, that is hard. Um, we've been talking about that yeah. on the show for months. You know, what used to, used to take two or three weeks is now six months sometimes. So I think you just need to be patiently persistent, um, perhaps mm-hmm. even to the point of touring some nearby neighborhoods where you see this work being done and actually maybe even approaching those people and say, I want you to do this just like you're doing here on my house. Would you come give mm-hmm. me a quote or something? Um, you may be talking to the right person. You may not. They may say, well, hey, I'm just the worker. Be here. You're going to have to talk to the boss or something. Okay, well, what's mm-hmm. the company, the name? And um, it, it is hard. We are having to work so hard now just to get somebody to come and take our money because the <laughs> yeah. there, there is so much fruit on the trees. You know, these guys don't have to move to another tree. They, they're they're as busy yeah, they as they possibly can be. And, fruit. Well, yeah. and, and you also want to be somewhat careful too, because you get a hold of the guy that says, "Yeah, I can be there tomorrow." Why are you not as busy as everybody else? What, <laughs> what, what what's wrong here? Uh, you know? Oh, yeah, I just good I, scare you off. I just started uh, started doing this on Monday, and you called me on Tuesday, so it's great. You know, but uh, I, I'd say be patient <laughs> with it. Uh, this is a great project that you can do. You know, any time of year. Um, it, it's, it's not so, so much temperature sensitive, you know, is there a better time to do it than others? Well, yeah, it's no fun doing it when it's, you know, five degrees outside, but, um, yeah, or 105. Yeah. Or, right. Yeah. You know, it's a nice early morning project, but I, I think you're just going to have to be patient. Just keep trying to, you know, contact as many, um, Masons as you can. And, uh, hopefully one of them will be able to follow through and, and get you taken care of. Okay. What was the address again for that masonry center? It's uh, right off. You know where the connector passes uh, into downtown Boise. So it's yes. They're right up there on Orchard Street, uh, where it kind of crosses the connector. They're on the southeast corner, right there. So you get to get to them from Orchard Street, right at the connector there. All right. All right, Larry. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the help. Appreciate it. Yep. Glad you're there listening with us today. We'll be back with more Home Fix after this. What are we going to talk about next? How about some window replacements? I've gotten some questions about that here lately. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time. Your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. David Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. 
You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324. Hi, it's Heather from Master Plumbing. Last summer, life seemed to be put on hold. However, this year, life is going to be busy. With graduations, weddings, and family reunions, that means your home is going to be working overtime with guests. And inevitably, something will go wrong with your house. If that something is a plumbing-related issue, give Master Plumbing a call. And when it comes to getting the work done, you can be confident Master Plumbing will send out a fully trained and licensed plumber. Even with the growth here in the Valley and the high demand on skilled labor, our standards and requirements haven't budged. So get ready for all that summer has to throw your way with the help of Master Plumbing. Visit callmasternow.com or call 208-888-9191. Call the masters, call the master plumbing, the masters of the trade. You know, I've been telling you for quite a while now that things are getting better in the appliance industry, but uh, for those of you that are waiting for that new gas oven to show up or that special freezer that you ordered in a uh, special color or texture or size or something, you know that you're having to wait a long time for things. We, we It's kind of sad, but we are getting used to that. But maybe you do need something right away. Well, who would you go to to help you find the closest or even the exact thing that you want. You want to go to Jackie or Lou at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress and let them pull together their resources through the brand source network that they are part of. And if it is available, they're going to get it in for you very, very quickly. Uh, They can react so much faster than any of the uh, box stores and their purchasing systems are. Nampa Appliance and TV will find it for you if it is out there. So you can start with a phone call, if you'd like, or a visit to 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. You can also go on to their website to check inventory as well as the current prices at nampabrandsource.com, nampabrandsource.com. Yes, they will deliver it to you. Yes, they can even arrange for installation. And yes, they can even haul away your old appliances for you for proper recycling. Uh, so get a hold of them at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress, 208-465-0551. And do let them know that you listen to the Home Fix Show. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. I was thinking of something else, Larry, too, when uh, we were talking about your garage product project and putting some 
brick on the front of that. Um, in new construction, when you see that done, uh, the builders know that brick is going to be going onto uh, that surface, right? They know that that's going to be coming. So what they do is they put a extension of the foundation underneath there that the brick can sit on top of. Um, it's very heavy and it needs to be supported. So there is a wider uh, foundation right there where the brick is going to be going that mortar is applied to, and then you take the brick from there on up. You probably don't have that. There's nothing down there. So one thing that you're going to also have to do or your installer is going to do, if you are using full-size stones or brick or something on there is you're going to have to put some kind of an angle iron type of ledge. It's almost, well, it is, it's a lentil, uh, kind of like you would do to span across like a fireplace opening or something to give everything that's up above that physical support for the long term. So expect that to happen, that a piece of angle iron that's, you know, probably a what, that's going to be a, a three inch by three inch may have to be bolted or uh, torque screwed or something into the framework of the house there, supported somehow uh, in order to take the weight of full-size uh, masonry work on the outside. That's where maybe a thinner product, like a half-depth brick or something, may be a, a better choice because it would be so, so much lighter weight. Talk to them about that at the Masonry Center when you go visit them there. All right, I uh, got a couple questions in over the past two weeks, and I hadn't addressed them. Uh, they were based when we heard from uh, Tom Heron from the uh, NFRC. Uh, we were talking about those uh, labels that you see on windows that measure the, the U value and uh, all the other different insulating values and ratings and uh, you know thermal transmission numbers so that you can compare one window manufacturer's window to another is if, as far as efficiency of that window goes and, you know, how much energy costs would be associated with any one particular window. So people were asking me about replacements, you know, can I just do one window in my house if I need to, <coughs> you know, for budget reasons or just motivation or desire? Can I just replace the big front window in my living room or I've got, you know, two bedroom windows that need to be done and you know, I'd say that, you know, replacing windows today is a lot easier than it was in the in the 60s or the 70s. You know, it was about in the in the early 80s that the window industry seemed to standardize just that little bit more and started using a lot of similar materials. Uh, aluminum windows were were starting their descent there and vinyl was beginning to climb in in market presence. Um, there were some spectacular failures in these windows along the way back back in the old days when they first got them going. And this was enough to have some builders, you know, staying away from vinyl for another six to eight years or so. So aluminum and metal frame windows did carry on into the uh, into the late 80s. Uh, and well, you can still get them today, as a matter of fact. Um, aluminum frames had an answer for some of the uh, energy issues called a thermal break. Uh, here was a gasket of uh, liquid polyurethane that was actually uh, placed or poured uh, in between two aluminum frames. Uh, the urethane was the thermo break or thermal break, which defeated the greatest problem of metal framed windows, and that was the heat transfer or the cold transfer from the outside to the inside. 
Um, vinyl windows are not the only choice. Aluminum continued popular for many years. And, uh, of course, there was wood, which never went away and had its following and applications. It was always associated with a, a higher price. Uh, wood had one big issue, and that was that it always had to be painted or stained both inside and out. Its benefits were that it was a, a great insulator and had a, a classic feel and appearance that some situations definitely called for. Um, we'll continue more talking about windows here in just a few minutes after we come back from the next break that we have to take here on The Home Fix Show. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. There's a good argument to be made that the roof is the most important single component of your house. It protects you and everything else inside. And face it, Idaho weather is tough on roofs. That's why if your roof has seen better days, or if one of our wind or hail storms have done some damage to your roof, call Craig Frame at CF Construction. Craig is the one you hear sitting in with Joe on the Home Fix Show talking about roofing. Craig has an amazing team of installers that have worked together for years and go about getting you taken care of fast and efficiently. Craig's project manager will work with you to select the perfect shingle style and color to fit your budget and the appearance of your home. CF Construction is a hard-working roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get it done. Call CF Construction at 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445. For professional and efficient storage solutions, Storage Evolution is the answer. Renting storage space is not only expensive, it's not very convenient. And perhaps with a little creativity mixed with the versatile and well-designed products from Storage Evolution, you just might be able to turn that garage into a new play area or an exercise studio or maybe, just maybe, a place to park your cars. <gasps> Imagine that. Uh, you need your things. Lawn and garden tools, toys, sporting equipment, or that extra set of tires. Storage Evolution has a way to get it organized, safe, and secure. Storage Evolution will design a system to fit your stuff and your budget. Installation is fast with built-in cabinets or infinitely adjustable monkey bars. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there, too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. Have you heard of a pre-inspection? This is where your home inspector comes in and goes over everything in your home before you get ready to sell it. This way you can address items that you feel are important on your schedule before they're discovered by someone else. Randy Funk Home Inspections can perform this honest, comprehensive, and professional inspection for you. Randy's years of experience are trusted by Idaho's top real estate agents, and you should trust Randy too. The report you'll get will then be presented to buyers to help speed up the transaction and to eliminate questions. If you're purchasing a home and would like to have it inspected, Randy can respond quickly and accurately with a menu of inspection options to get you the information you need. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or 208-914-5793.
There is the zero res way to clean carpets, and then there's the way that most others do it. Zero res uses powered water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind a crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer. Zero res cleans upholstery, outdoor patio furniture, tile floors, wood floors, and more. They remove pet and food stains and can restore damaged areas. Zero Res also cleans area rugs and stair runners, and Zero Res is a certified master rug cleaner, having been trained to clean the most delicate of antique rugs and textiles. For professional service, respect of your home and your schedule, book your next appointment online at ZeroResBoise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for Zero Res. Measure once, cut once. Son of a biscuit. <sighs> Swear once. Measure twice, cut once. Ah, you know the rest. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prynne on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back. If you ever do need the names of some folks that could probably help you out with your projects, you might check my trusted resource list and uh, give one of those folks a call. They are doing their best to give HomeFix listeners priority. Uh, they know how important you as listeners have been to growing their business in the lean times. And uh, now that things are busy, they have not forgotten you and they will do their best. So tell them, uh, tell them you know Joe and that you listen to the show and... Uh, you need them to help you out. Uh, the trusted resource list is at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N. So it's joeprin.com. Just go there to the list. If you've got a link from, <laughs> we had somebody here that was saying, well, this link doesn't work anymore and I can't find your list. Uh, they were using one from actually from 2012. Yeah, the website has changed a little bit. So just go to joeprin.com. That's the first thing that pops up. Click here where it says click here and there's the list. Uh, Pretty simple and uh, yeah, absolutely free to you. So call any of those folks on there and see if they can help you out. The number here on the show is 208-336-3700 if you'd like to engage and talk about your projects that you are working on. I'm responding in mass here to some questions that I received about Windows over the last few weeks since uh, you know, we had Jay Pearson on the show from Viewpoint Windows not too terribly long ago. It seems, well, it's probably longer than we think, but he was on the show with us. And then Tom Heron was here from the NFRC, which is the company that helps calculate and create those stickers that you see on new construction windows that uh, evaluate the energy performance and uh, the efficiency of, of the product itself. And he told us about Windows. So that got some people thinking about replacing their Windows, asking me, you know, well, what would you do? And, and uh, or what should I look for in that? So we're just kind of covering a lot of that here right now. Uh, would Windows do cost more than, let's say, a vinyl window? And that alone keeps it out of a lot of uh, lower end or builder uh, basic housing Um in some areas of the country, it is the standard uh, rather than some other ones. But around here, uh, you know, we don't see a lot of that in new construction because they're trying to keep some of the costs down. Now, in some custom builds where people are 
a little more particular or they have the budget for it or want something style-wise that just can't be delivered with another product, they are choosing a good quality wood window. But wood windows responded to the painting issue with an exterior cladding, both in a vinyl material, fiberglass, and metal that took away these uh, painting issues. It took a while to get some of that right, but clad windows are very popular today, like I say, in some of the higher-end applications, and especially in commercial buildings where they recognize the long-term elimination of maintenance is very important, and they're not going to be changing the color of their commercial building you know, every, every 10 years. But for now, vinyl uh, continues to dominate the market around here anyway in the listening range of this program. And what we are most likely to choose, either to install ourselves or to hire out and have someone do that for us. Um, They've evolved on both the plus and the minus. There are some vinyl windows that have gotten much better with engineering and materials and some that have done everything they can to pull cost out of their product just to attract a very low price point that the uh, long-term survival of some of these low-cost windows, I, I really question. And, then, and that makes for a lot of consumer uh, con- confusion in that um, when trying to compare different brands and features and warranties. Uh, let's see if we can talk to Andy in Meridian real quick. He's uh, asking about a particular window. Hi, Andy. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. I listened to your program this morning, and I just realized just the other day, I think maybe even yesterday, uh, I got an ad from uh, a local company that's offering uh, windows, and yeah. the material is Fibrex, F-I-B-R-E-X. Yes. And the ad says, don't settle for poor quality vinyl windows. Our windows, Fibrex material is two times stronger than vinyl. It's a wood composite, it says here. But I've, I've never heard of it, and I'm thinking about windows, so I thought I'd better call you. Yeah, windows, uh, the, the Fiber X windows, yes, it's it's like a fiberglass. Have you ever seen a fiberglass entry door? Mm-hmm. You know, like the ones made by Peachtree and Thermatrue and a lot of the other ones? It's it's not a yeah, metal. Yeah, it's not a metal skin door, and it's not a wood skin door. It's made out of fiberglass. It's got a a nice texture to it and all that. They hold paint like crazy. They're, they're good. And that's what they're making these windows out of it. It's, it's a, just a different way to do it. It's not a bad window. Good, good material. I mean, it's long lasting. And- yeah. And, and it's usually not the, the, the material that is of question. You know, I've seen some very low cost window or not very, but I've seen some low cost windows that were installed phenomenally well. You know, they were they were put in the opening square and true and with all the, the water shielding and the wrapping and caulking in the right place. And they paid attention to, you know, just all the installation details were great and they, they'll perform for a very long time. And then I've seen great windows just installed by a bunch of hacks and, and we blame the window and it wasn't the window. It was the... Uh, it was the installation. So I think what's more important is look at that NFRC sticker that's on the windows. Measure their performance. Do they have good thermal efficiency and energy efficiency? And are they meeting all of the code standards, you know, for our area as far as their yeah. performance? And, you know, a big company, look at the warranties. You know, are what are the warranties something that you can see yourself ever 
you know, executing upon and what's covered, and you're probably just fine. But so much of it comes down to the the install of the product. That's where we really need to pay attention. Who's putting it in? You can get a lot of water pumps from your car, but who's putting it in? This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Good morning and welcome to The Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. I'm your host, Joe Prin. We are in the middle of this morning's program. We do three hours each and every Saturday morning, and this is the midpoint. So if you've got questions about projects that you're working on around your homes, you want to know some more about materials or contractors or how to do it yourself, perhaps I can help you out a little bit. You've got to grab your phone and punch in 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, and we can talk. Thank you for being there with us today. Also, if you need names and phone numbers of any of the people that you hear on this show, the, uh, the, the sponsors of our program who bring the show to you each and every week, as well as other people in the trades that I have worked with over the years that I know and trust and recommend them to you also, go to joeprin.com, joeprin.com, and you will find those there. I just responded to someone during the break, sent me an email, wanted somebody to dig a, uh, a trench for them. <coughs> with an excavating digger tool kind of thing. And so I sent them our friend Jeff's number off of there. And uh, you can look up those there also at joeprin.com. Also, that's where you can send emails to me if you ever have questions during the week. Perhaps you're listening to the show on a podcast, not at the time that it actually aired live. I can still answer questions for you, or I'll do my best to try anyway. Uh, send an email to joe at joeprin.com. So during the break, something about Andy's call there kind of threw me off a little bit, and I was thinking, no, I'm not thinking right here. There's something wrong with this word, uh, FiberX, because I was thinking that that was a brand name of a window, and I was getting it confused with another one. So I did a little checking here just to make sure, because it, something just wasn't sitting right with me, and I found out why. Um FiberX is actually a composite material, which is an exclusive of Anderson Windows. Uh, Anderson Windows, and when you search it, what comes up is the Renewal by Anderson product uh, of replacement windows. You've probably seen their ads on television, and uh, like Andy, got some things in the mail and direct mail, and they're uh, they're very aggressive with those things. Uh, so, what is FiberX. Well, according to the website here, it is a material that is a proprietary composite material that Anderson designed, developed, and implemented into their Renewal by Anderson products. Uh, This composite material combines the strength and stability of wood with the low maintenance features of vinyl. And uh, they go on to explain this product a little bit. And once I saw it here and I thought, oh yeah, okay, of course. Cause uh, years ago I installed a few of these windows for one of my customers. They had a particular need for this and this was the product that met that need. So that's what that is. So FiberX is actually a, a brand name, more of a descriptor of a product uh, exclusively owned by a window company. 
Um, now, what I will say is there are some other alternatives to this that other window manufacturers have. So yes, this one may be particularly exclusive to that brand, but there are plenty of other ones out there to choose from also. It's not, uh, I guess maybe it's not as unique. Well, of course it'll be as, it'll be unique because they, they own that particular name and formulation and all that, but others are also doing similar things. Are some of them better or, or worse than others? Well, sure they are, but, uh, um, it, it's worth exploring that it's more of a, a material <clears throat> than it is a, a particular brand or a designator. Um, so as we were talking earlier in the, in the program, you know, vinyl windows dominate our market around here and it's what is most likely for us to choose uh, to either install ourselves or to hire out and have it done. Um, you know, there's, there's this consumer confusion when trying to compare brands because what's everybody going to do? They're all going to say that, you know, there's, theirs is the best value or this performs the best for the dollar and all of that. So as you know, Viewpoint Windows is a sponsor on this show and they sell the Milgard line of vinyl windows, which I feel are very good. I was talking to Andy about this uh, during the break. We extended his call there and I've installed uh, many Milgard windows for different customers. I have some in my own home, and I've not had any any problems with them. You know, they back up their warranty when I needed it uh, once, and it was a perfectly good experience. They took care of it without without any questions at all, and the customer that I installed this window for was was happy. They just they just took care of it. We had a window that something went wrong with the glass. The low E coating on the inside of it got all kinds of got all kinds of like ripply in it for some reason. I don't know what happened. They just said, yep, no problem. We'll just change out the whole thing. And they did and it, done and over with and absolutely painless. Um, I've also always felt too that Viewpoint knows how to, how to install windows. Um, I guess there's a difference between knowing how to install it and actually doing it. I, I will say they install windows the, the right way. Um, they do it fairly quickly, but they are also very efficient because they know what they're doing. And uh, they want you also to be happy with the, the finished job. They don't want to keep coming back to correct problems. So, uh, you know, again, that good, fast, or cheap, you get to pick two of those things. And, uh, you know, you definitely want things installed uh, good you know, or, or better, or even best. Uh, you know, with th- that, that's just something we shouldn't compromise on is the installation. There's nothing worse than a, a fine quality product that's not installed very well. So... When flange windows, flanged windows like this were first available, it, it kind of went like this. And this was back in the, in the 60s when we moved away from the, uh, the totally wood windows and went into the aluminums, even the late 50s. Uh, a wall was framed for your home, uh, traditionally, you know, stick-framed wall. And then some sort of sheathing was installed over that dimensional 2x4, 2x6 frame. Could have been plywood or OSB, you know, in later years, or uh, even the asphalt impregnated sheathing, that fiber board, uh, maybe even a foil-faced foam sheathing or something. And then that flanged window was installed from the outside of the house by pushing it up into the opening. It was hopefully leveled and squared up in the opening and shimmed properly put in place. And then uh, what in the very beginning, it was just some nails that were 
you know, driven through that flange or through some holes in the flange. Uh, sometimes I've seen this fuse literally just a couple of them holding that window in place because after that they figured, okay, well, there's going to be siding pinching that in and caulking and all that. Um, and that, that's the way it was done. And, and again, usually there wasn't a whole lot holding that in. Well, over the years, uh, and as anybody who's ever taken uh, an old window out of a house and has found this, you know, the, we used to yell that to each other in the shop site, there's only two freaking nails holding this window in. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I, I pulled the trim off and the thing just darn near fell out on me. Uh, maybe four nails if you were lucky and no embedding, caulking or water shielding or anything. And we wonder why these houses were, were drafty and inefficient and we had water leaks and all that. So today windows are installed much different. There's house wrap and water shield layers that you can explore online. Anytime you buy a window from a manufacturer, you should visit their website or if they provide you some kind of installation instructions, you need to pay attention to that on how that opening needs to be water wrapped and sealed so that uh, we don't get water into the house and, uh, and, and, and cause mold or mildew problems or structural rot out. They show you where caulking is to be used and what type of caulking uh, to use. You know, most cases you're never going to see it again. So uh, once you install that window, you know, it's, that's it. You want it done right and uh, knowing that everything is layered properly. Um, more and more caulking is being used on windows in an effort to seal off uh, water and air infiltration. It's a lot different than I say, like if you put in a window 20 years ago. So, uh, you know, can you remove and replace windows on your own? Well, sh sure you can. Uh, as far as the degree of difficulty goes, if you're just exchanging one old window for one new one, you know, it's, it's, it's not incredibly hard. You might need a second set of hands to help hold things up or lift things. But uh, it's a great uh, do-it-yourself project to experience and learn how to do this. You'll get better as you do more of those. The newer that the house is, probably the easier it's going to be. Or if you're removing vinyl to replace with vinyl, uh, that's pretty straightforward. If you're working within a brick opening as opposed to a wood-framed opening, that's going to change a whole lot of stuff. And we could talk more about that. Um, or if you're changing, uh, enlarging, or reducing the size of an opening, that gets a little more difficult too, but uh, we can talk some more about that after we uh, take this break here on The Home Fix Show. 208-336-3700 is how you can reach us, 208-336-3700, or email is joe at joeprin.com. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On News Talk KBOI. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. 
Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Lawn care season is underway, and if you could use a little help making things look as good as it can be, call Pestcom. At Pestcom, trained professionals will stop by on a planned schedule and give your lawn the nutrients and preventative maintenance it needs. Not too much, not too little, and right on time. And get this, you don't have to have bags of fertilizer or crusty old applicators stored in your garage or shed. Call Pestcom and have them stop by to prepare a package quote for you. Year-round bug and pest control is available also. Regular pest control treatments break the breeding cycles and puts an end to infestations. Regular lawn care treatment builds a healthier turf and requires less water. And a healthy turf will handle heat stress and foot traffic better. So invite some friends over and show off your beautiful lawn. Call Pestcom and get started right now. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636 for Pestcom or learn more at Pestcom.com. 208-459-5636. Isn't it great knowing that when you need a Realtor, you could have Idaho's number one Realtor working for you? That's right. If you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bauscher for your realtor. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Woodcraft of Boise is home to just about everything the professional, the garage hobbyist, or the backyard woodworker could ever need or imagine. Just take a walk through the aisles at Woodcraft. You're going to see products and materials you never knew even existed. It's amazing. And why is it there? Because Woodcraft is all about woodworking, and that is a personal expression of your taste and abilities. If they bring you the latest tools and technologies, the best finishes and hardware, and all at a price that makes sense, you can make things better and have more fun doing it. Fantastic blades and bits, the tops and tools and accessories, and yes, it's all here in Boise where you can put your hands on it, in the Overland Park Shopping Center at Cole and Overland. Want to come to a class and learn from a pro? Yep, Woodcraft does that. Stop by the store for an upcoming schedule or visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back to our program this morning. I hope you've got a wonderful day planned and you're trying to do what you can to uh, keep your home and yourself cool, keep yourself hydrated, and uh, take care of yourself when you're out there working on projects. I got to do a fun little one here that uh, really was somewhat anticlimactic. You know, I was all excited about this thing, and when it was all done, I thought, that's it? That's all there is to this? I needed a little more pain and suffering in my life. <clears throat> this was too easy. 
And what I'm talking about is I put in a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a solar-powered gable attic exhaust fan. Uh, Steve fixed me up with one of those from Solar Concepts. This is the Solar Tube brand of solar-powered attic fans. And in the attic cavity over the garage in my home, which is a separate cavity from the rest of the house, so it required its own ventilator, um, I did have the strip of continuous ridge vent across the top of the attic. But uh, like Craig was saying uh, when he was on the show from CF Construction a couple weeks ago, um, you know, we just don't, he doesn't trust those vents as much as maybe the industry wants you to trust that ventilation. Yes, it looks nice cosmetically from both sides and it has its place, but, you know, his kind of approach to it was there's, there's really no better replacement than those, uh, those larger round uh, roof vents that you often see on the back side of a house placed every six or eight feet, you know, all the way down along the length of the roof because they are so free flowing and let uh, the heat out through them so well um, that the continuous ridge vent is just under question by a lot of people. And I had a electric uh, gable fan in, in that space before and the motor is making kind of a kind of a squealy noise like something was the matter like it felt like a bearing needed oil or something but I knew it was a uh, the type of motor that I I can't oil so I thought okay the fans reached end of life so I'm going to replace it and I thought well I'm not going to put in the electric one again I'm going to get one of these ones from Steve you know much better warranty on the product and all solar and everything you know that's kind of the right thing to do and yeah they're expensive but um, hopefully the lifespan of it and in the, uh, functionality of it'll be great. So I climbed up there in the attic and of course it was nice and roasty toasty the day I was doing that and took down the metal fan and this, this new one, you know, if you picture something about the size of, it was probably about the size of a, a record album sleeve. You know, if you remember those from the old days when we had vinyl record albums <clears throat> about that size, about 12 or 14 inches square. And in the center, <clears throat> excuse me, is this fan that's, you know, about uh, 11 inch or 12 inch in diameter and two little tiny wires that come out of it. And then the, also in the package is this solar panel, which is about the size of a cookie sheet. And again, a length of wire coming off of it. But hmm, that's it. A little package with four screws and huh, okay, not much to this. So go up there in the attic and I stuck the attic fan up there on the wall and put in the four screws and uh, then it's time for the panel. And I think, well, okay, this gable end of my house here, this, this gets some pretty good sun. So I'm just going to stick it right up there on that sidewall. I don't need to put it on the roof or anything. I'm just going to put it on the sidewall right there and it'll get some sun. And so I drilled a hole through the, the siding of the gable end and put this thing up right kind of near the vent there and uh, run the wire through, climb back up in there and plugged it together. And it starts turning because it's, out in the sun sort of and it's turning fairly good but I thought wow that's like ultra quiet you know and I thought is this turning as much as it should be turning and then uh, just a little bit later as the sun got behind a tree that's right there the fan just about stopped turning because it was getting dark enough outside it was later in the evening 
the sun was going down. It was behind the, the, the tree, and it wasn't turning very much. And I go up in the attic, and I'm thinking, this is still really hot up here. So this isn't right. So what I do, I go back to the instructions. We recommend that you install this solar panel on the roof in the place that gets the most sun from the early morning till the end of the day. Find, you know, they're pretty much saying, Joe, you idiot, put this thing in the sunniest absolute place that you possibly can find on your roof. That's why we gave you like 10 feet of wire with this thing. It doesn't have to be right next to, okay, fine. So take it off the side of the house, cock the hole shut, put some paint over the holes, go up on the roof. And I thought, okay, where can I do this right here? So I drill a hole through the shingles, stick the wire down through there, put some sealant and stuff around that, put the panel down, put the screws in, a little bit of sealant around that, and go back down in there. Now this thing's out in full sun. Go back in the attic real quick, and I plug this thing in. And, man, this thing is spinning like... Okay, my confidence is back. This thing is moving some air now. It is really, really spinning. So quite a big difference. But again, even doing it the second time, just to let you know, even doing it the second time took me all of maybe 15 minutes. You know, what a great and simple, easy uh, easy do-it-yourself project. Like I say, the fans themselves are not inexpensive, but the installation could not be easier. So if you have sheds that you want to ventilate where there's no power out there, this is the way to do that. Or, uh, you know, an outbuilding of some sort or your chicken house or, uh, you know, anything else, a greenhouse or something that you want to ventilate and use solar power rather than electricity. These, uh, these, uh, uh, Solar tube, solar powered attic fans are just, just phenomenal as far as ease of installation and the amount of air that these little things actually really move. Plus, the warranty on them is, is uh, pretty spectacular on it. So I've got confidence for a long time on that one. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest built a home with a contractor, Northern Construction, in Sand Hollow, Idaho, with solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling. This 4,500 square foot home, the total energy bill in August of 2020 was $80. In September, they got the solar PV up and running, and now the Idaho power bill will be $5.20 per month. Because the HVAC for the home is so efficient, along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount of a home this size would normally take. The homeowners were just telling Carl from Renewable Energy Northwest how comfortable the home is with warm, comfy floors and no air blowing around to dry out your skin. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heat and cool. On slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. They can also heat your pool in the summer with the same system. Please call for a free site assessment, 208-577-6537, or visit Renewable Energy N. WLLC.com. How often do you have to clean and scrub grout lines in your kitchen and bathroom tile? Too often is probably the answer. Call Permatreat now and seal it forever. Seriously, that's their motto. Seal it forever, and they mean it. There is a better way than all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals, and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000. That's not a typo. That is the phone number for Permatreat. 208 208- 
895-0000. Permatreat will start with a deep, thorough cleaning of your tile and grout. They will make any needed repairs as they go. All cracked or stained caulking is removed and everything is made ready for the last sealant you will need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free evaluation and quote 208-895-0000. Permatreat. Seal it forever. 208-895-0000. Solar Concepts of Idaho recommends another smart product, solar-powered attic fans. In warmer months, the temperature in your attic can reach over 165 degrees. That trapped heat builds up and forces your air conditioner to work harder, resulting in higher cooling costs. Solitube solar-powered attic fans pull out the heat, making it cheaper to cool your home. In the colder months, trapped moisture can lead to the growth of mold and fungus when the warm air in your home meets the cold air in your attic. Solitube solar-powered attic fans help pull this moisture out of your attic. Solar-powered attic fans from Solar Concepts of Idaho are safe, smart, and an inexpensive way to maximize efficiency and maintain a healthier home. Solar Concepts is Idaho's only premier Solitude products dealer. Visit them at 2053 East Fairview in Meridian or at solar-concepts.com. Again, that's solar-concepts.com. Because when you get everything fixed and working correctly, and the honey-do list has been completed. You can do whatever you want in peace and quiet. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome back to our show. Thanks for being with us. We've got about an hour left in our program this morning. So if you'd like to get in, 208-336-3700 is how you do that, 208 208- Three three six three seven zero zero. Just punch that in, and we will talk. I received an email here. I like the short and sweet ones, like this was uh, Joe. I need a new garbage disposal or food waste disposer. I need a new disposal. Mine just buzzes. What should I look for? And I thought, oh well, now let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit. Do you want to fix the one you have? Or do you just want to replace it? So I don't know if we've attempted the fix already and found that that is not working. So let's just go through that real quick for everybody else listening. Uh, Food waste disposers are grinders that operate essentially underwater. Uh, When they jam, something is getting stuck inside and not letting the motor spin. Uh, The way that you can think of these things working is if you picture like a soup can uh, and down at the bottom of that soup can if you picture it all the way around the bottom uh, circumference of the side of the soup can picture like a whole bunch of slots that were cut in there Uh, you know about a quarter inch wide slots about three quarters of an inch high on the side of that soup can now put that soup can inside of another can that's just a little bit bigger than that And your motor is going to spin the inside one, but not the outside one. So all the food and junk that goes down in that disposal, when you flip that switch on, that little can is spinning around on the inside of there, or it has these grinding bars that flip out to the side and bang into things and 
take them over like a, a cheese grater edge and it chops everything up and then sends it down your drain. Well, when they get jammed, something is getting stuck in there. Uh, maybe you washed off some gardening produce and there was a little grain of sand or a rock in there or there's a chunk of bone that accidentally went down there. And if it gets jammed in there just right, the motor, when you turn it on, just doesn't have enough power to cut through that or break it, and it's jammed. So uh, if you go to flip your switch on and all you get is that humming sound, that and it's not, uh, it's not turning like it normally does, a uh, couple things that you can check. One, you're going to want to unplug that disposal and then, yeah, unplug it. So go down under the sink cabinet. You'll find that it is plugged into an outlet there which is connected to that switch that you were trying to turn on and off, unplug the disposal. And then somewhere in your kitchen, you probably have this little wrench. It's this somewhat like a stretched out Z-shape wrench that has a, uh, an Allen wrench type of end on it that goes right in the center of the bottom of your disposal. It's right on the motor shaft itself. And you can stick this wrench in there and then rock it back and forth and see if you can break loose what's ever in there. Uh, you can then take and with a flashlight or something, look inside the disposal and either reach in there with, uh, you know, some, some long tongs or tweezers or long needle nose pliers or uh, a straw with a sticky piece of something on the end of it. I don't know. Just, you know, I'm not going to tell you to stick your hand in there and dig it out, but get out whatever is in there because if it jammed it once, it's probably going to jam it again. Uh, and then once you get that piece out of there, you can plug the disposal back in and then try the switch again and zing, away it goes and you've, you've fixed your disposal. Now, if you flip the switch and absolutely nothing happens, just click, 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 just absolutely dead silence. Um, it's possible that something was jamming it and it popped a breaker. A lot of the disposals have a small red button that's underneath there. It could be square, it could be around, it could be you know anywhere on the bottom of that disposal. And if that little button has popped out, uh, again, what you want to do is just push that button, just reset that, and then go try it again. Uh, possibly it just tripped for some reason. That can be a signal that water is getting somewhere inside that motor where it shouldn't, and it's tripping out because of an electrical short. Could be something jammed in there. We don't know, but at least you'll know that the motor still works, and then you can uh, investigate further. Um, what if it is leaking, though? What if the disposal is leaking water out of it or some kind of gooey mess is coming out somewhere where you think it shouldn't, shouldn't be coming from? Uh, that, that's pretty easy to determine. If it has a discharge pipe coming out of the side of it, and uh, the dishwasher drain connection line, which goes into the disposal also is this place where it often leaks from or where the mounting hardware attaches to the sink itself. Um, any of those things, you know, you can try to repair those as needed. But if it's leaking around the disposal casing itself or out of the bottom where the electrical enters or something, that disposal is done. It, it either something is rotted away in there and it's done. That's where you need to get a replacement for it and then go through the, uh, the removal and replacement assembly of putting those things in. Is that a tough job? Well, it, it can be kind of confusing at first. Uh, people that have done it a lot can make it look pretty easy. 
there's a way to drop the disposal off the sink, depending what you have. Most of them are one of two type of configurations that have some kind of a mounting bracket and ring. The thing, when you look down in your sink, that's actually part of the mounting of the disposal itself, and that can be removed. You could also maybe just leave that in place, and if you got an exact uh, switchover for the disposal, you, you may not even have to remove that and replace it. That would speed things up quite a bit. But um, it's not too hard of a project if you don't mind kind of getting under there and learning and, and doing that. Like I say, the plumbers make it look pretty easy and straightforward. And you think, oh, that's all there was to that. And now you're charging me, you know, 600 bucks or something. Well, yeah, but it's because they've done it, you know, so many times you could do it blindfolded. Um, so what are some tips you could do to lengthen the lifespan of your garbage disposal? How do you make it last longer? And a lot of people think, well, I don't use it very often. That's going to make it last longer. Nope, that's actually the opposite. Uh, that's where you start rotting things out and rusting things and stuff turns to glue and epoxy down in there and all that. So uh, you do want to uh, use your disposal even if you don't use your disposal. You want to flip that switch and run it uh, on a pretty regular basis. And I'd even say at least once every couple days, go flip that switch and run some cool water down through there. Uh, one of the things that the, uh, the industry, as well as many plumbers say, is that you should only use cold water through your disposal instead of hot water. They're saying don't use hot water. Um, that actually adds to the heat for the motors and the, the bearings and stuff. They're saying use cold water also because it tends to chop things up better than hot water. Hot water makes things mushy and slimy and greasy where cold will help chop it up better. Um, they're saying if you do want to clean out your disposal, not when you're using it, but just to help clean it out, boil a tea kettle full of water and pour boiling water down through it once a month. That doesn't mean spinning the, the motor. That means just pouring hot water down through it once a month. Um, they also say that when you do use your disposal, keep it running for at least one minute after it sounds empty. Now, that minute can feel like an eternity there when you're standing there, but really just run it for a while after it sounds empty to make sure it's cleared everything out of there. And realize that this is not a wood chipper. <laughs> it is not your compost bin. You should try to do everything that you possibly can to minimize the amount of stuff that goes down it to begin with. Uh, you should have one of those screens to catch any debris if you do dishes by hands try to scrape off as many things on the, on the plates and that that you can into the garbage if you need to do that or into your compost uh, bucket before, before anything ever gets down there. The best thing to do is, is eliminate the amount of tonnage that is going down through your drain. That, that's important for two reasons. If you're on a septic tank, you definitely don't want to be filling up your tank with all those food solids uh, going down your disposal. And, you know, in fact, most plumbers will tell you if you have a septic tank, you shouldn't even have a disposal uh, because of the chance of using it improperly. And I'm sure the uh, the city and the water treatment plants uh, would appreciate not having a lot of food going down there either. So to eliminate as much food as possible going down there. Uh, they also say that, uh, you know, every now and then you can clean your disposal with ice. Just take some uh, some crushed ice or a few ice cubes and drop them down there and gently grind those up. It becomes an abrasive that will help scrape and clean and knock some stuff out of there without doing any kind of 
uh, damage to the, the disposal itself. And then again, run your disposal regularly, at least every couple days, just turn it on, make it spin just so that uh, things stay fresh and don't uh, dry up and become solids down there. Um, another place, uh, another tip place here gave some other tips too. They say, don't put the wrong things down your disposal. They said it's designed for grinding only small food scraps and nothing more. Uh, you know, don't put down any bones. Don't put fat or grease or oils down there. Uh, nothing made of glass or plastic or metal. Um, and they say here also, avoid grinding any food that expands. <laughs> you know, like, don't put any dried rice down there or spaghetti. Stuff that's going to puff up when it gets wet because that could uh, clog things up. Uh, break up larger things before grinding them if you have to. I'd say, well, just scrape them off into the trash can if you can. Uh, they also say here, use only cold water run, running your disposal. So I got thinking about that one. I thought, okay, so you do dishes by hand in your sink. You're doing the dishes in the bin, uh, the bay of your sink that has the disposal. Well, you're using hot or warm water in there. So what should you do? Wait for it to cool? Well, yeah, that's what they're saying. Let the water cool off or mix in a bunch of cold water with your hot water to cool it down before you send it on through. Um, it also says here you can keep your disposal cleaner after you're done using it. Squirt a small amount of dish soap <clears throat> down into the disposal with cold running water and turn it on to foam it up. This will help keep your disposal clean and combat some bad smells. Uh, you can also grind up citrusy fruits to help with bad smelling disposals. They said if your disposal begins to uh, start smelling in your kitchen, try grinding up a few lemon or orange peels in it to naturally freshen it up. Uh, they also reinforce the thing with the ice cubes. Uh, grind a few ice cubes once a month will sharpen your unit's blades. I don't believe that. That's not going to sharpen the metal. Uh, and clear away any waste that's stuck on the walls of your disposals. Now, they added one to this. They said, never use any kind of drain cleaners on your disposal. So, you know, if it's starting to smell bad or it's not running right, you say, oh, I'm going to dump some of this Drano down or something. No, it says the chemicals in drain cleaners can severely damage your disposals and the seals within them. If you have a clog, uh, you know, do something else other than using chemicals. And then hand crank the disposal to break up the jams. We talked about that. Don't forget about the reset button. We talked about that. And the last one, yes, exercise caution when retrieving something from your disposal. Unplug it before you stick anything in there. Because what if that switch was on and you pulled out that fork that was in there and it started spinning again and knocked it out of your hand and you know, you see the, the comedy skits with the fork stuck into the ceiling. Well, that could be your forehead, too. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor, you could have Idaho's number one realtor working for you? That's right. If you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. 
Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bauscher for your realtor. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Next time we build a house, we are getting a central vacuum system. Have you said that? Well, why wait? Coltrane Central Vac are experts in installing powerful and convenient central vac systems in existing homes. And the quick convenience of a retractable hose that stores out of sight and out of the way, and automatic dustpans that allow you to just sweep into a baseboard port in between full cleanings. Don't wait any longer. Most installations can be done start to finish in one day. Call Coltrane Central Vac and schedule an appointment for a quote or submit your request online. After that, a technician from Coltrane Central Vac will visit your home to discuss your specific needs and will give you a firm and accurate quote right then and there. If you would like to preview your choices, visit the Coltrane Central Vac showroom at 11580 West Fairview in Boise. Here you can test drive all the different systems and accessories. For questions or an in-home estimate, call 208-895-8900 for Coltrane Central Vacuums. Your dryer is probably working overtime right now, so this is a great time to make sure the vent is clean and clear and ready for whatever comes its way. The Dryer Vent Wizard does dryer vent cleaning to a level that will impress even you. It's more than just the vent. It's making sure the dryer is in proper condition and clean, not only to dry your clothes, but to make sure your home is safe from fire. It's true. Improperly vented dryers and plugged vent lines account for over 15,000 house fires a year. And also, a restricted dryer vent can cause your dryer to work much harder, which costs you more on your utility bill, and you can damage expensive parts of your dryer. Well, call Mike at the Dryer Vent Wizard and let him take care of this for you. Call the Dryer Vent Wizard. They might even find those missing socks. 208-340-1070. That's 208 208- 3401070 for Dryer Vent Wizard online at idadryerguy.com The best detailed cars come rolling out of Auto Detail Plus. George is having a great time and appreciates all of you who listen to this show and have brought your cars to him. George is offering to you the Home Fix listener and only to you a very special deal. His full auto detail cleaning package, which is well over $250 worth of work, to you for just $150. And if you'd like to add on some other services, like a cut and buff of your exterior paint finish so it looks showroom fresh again, or any of the other services he offers, just ask George and he will quote you a special price. Tell George that you listened to the Home Fix Show and heard about this special on today's show when you call. It's been tough on all of us lately, and you and your car deserve a little pampering. Call George to make an appointment at Auto Detail Plus, 208-936-0953. Auto Detail Plus at 208-936-0953. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Tara mentioned something during the uh, break here about a food disposal. 
She's not saying much today. She must be mad at me. No more than usual. Okay. No. All right. What do you want to ask about that? Oh, the um, black seal rubber thingy. Oh, that little flapper in, thing. In, in the, the flapper thingy before you put it down the drain. That thing is really gross and slimy. Oh, yeah. They get nasty. How do you clean that? There's all kinds of stuff growing underneath that. Try not to think about it, but it's there. All that gunk you grind up splashes up underneath there and everything. Yeah, they're horrible. Uh, Some kind of a splash guard is what that's caused, I think, So or called. Uh, A couple ways to deal with that. You can kind of stick your hand in there and just say, yeah, it's only food. It's only food. It's only food. And uh, obviously without the disposal running and get some soapy water on a rag and kind of w- pull that rubber flap back up and out and kind of wash down the inside of it and rinse it off. And you can do the same thing to the outside. It's kind of an awkward way to do that and scrub it down a little bit and get all the uh, slimy stuff off of there. And you think, oh, that's what it looked like when it was brand new, all nice and black and shiny again. You can do that. Um, there is another way if you want to go to a little bit of extra effort, and I would suggest you do the second part of this first to make sure, but there is a replacement flapper splash guard thing made for disposals. They sell these. Uh, they're usually on a peg hook uh, there where all the disposals are in the store with the with the parts like the replacement stoppers that go down in there and some other things. And what it is, is it's this black rubber donut splash guard gasket type thing. I don't know how to really describe it. It it looks like the ones that would snap onto the disposal before you install it under the sink, but it's smaller. It's a little smaller diameter. In fact, it's the exact same diameter as the throat of your disposal collar is that you see when you look down into your sink. It's the exact same size as the outside diameter of that stopper that you put down in your throat. So you can take that stopper with you to the store and look for it and say, oh, here it is right here. And if you really get sick of cleaning that thing out from underneath and you're never sure if you got all the stuff out of it, you can just grab the flapper with one hand and then take one of your kitchen little paring knives or something and, or, you know, an exacto knife and go around the outside of it and trim that rubber off on the inside of the disposal and just take all that flapper part and just throw it away. Then this new ring, and this is why you want to check this before you cut the old one out, just slide that down inside that throat. This is like a $5 part. You just slide this thing down in the throat and it gives you a brand new flapper. Yes, it's about a quarter inch up that throat higher than what the old one was, but you just stick it down in there. So what's the advantage of that? Well, when it gets all gross and gicky and everything, all you got to do is just grab the inside of it and just pull it back out. And you can scrub off the backside. You can put some soap between your hands and just kind of roll that thing around in there and scrub that thing out, rinse it out. I suppose you could throw it in the dishwasher if you wanted to. Well, that would be interesting because then when the dishwasher kicks on, It'll splash all over your sink. Okay, and then just stick that thing back down there in the throat. And uh, it's also a way to replace that uh, rubber thing when uh, it it does go bad. All right, uh, let's go to Mike in Meridian. Good morning, Mike. Morning, uh, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for your call. Well, uh, you're the guy who, or may I should say, I'm the guy you connected up with the door doctor uh, last year. 
and oh. just to let you know that uh, he did an excellent job, so I uh, appreciated that recommendation. Good. Thank you. I'm glad Mark was able to take care of you. And the reason that I called was to follow up on your uh, attic fan idea. I just had the house re-roofed and had a ridge vent installed in the process. Mm-hmm. I'd been thinking about uh, installing the uh, gable end attic vent like you were just describing. Yeah. What what keeps the air from entering when, when that fan is running, uh, keeps the air from entering in through, say, the ridge vent and being uh, uh, pushed out through the, through the vent? Through yeah, the, I, I see what you're getting at. It's that path of least resistance, right? Right. All right, so when I was asking Steve about that, he said, here's where we've got to think fluid dynamics. <laughs> he says, remember that air is like a liquid, you know, and we, we are the fish swimming in the ocean, right? right. Well, we're, we're moving through this liquid, this fluid, which is air. So as long as the fan is, let's say, pulling a cubic foot of air through, from the attic and it's throwing it outside, Right. Correct. It doesn't matter necessarily so much where it's coming from. Um, yes, the idea and the theory behind it all is that you want to suck the cooler air in through your soffit vents and then have that displaced out through the top. So right. you're thinking, well, do I need to plug all of that ridge vent so that the air that I'm replacing is coming from the soffit vents? Some of that is going to take place anyway. Just the vacuuming effect that you are doing is going to move some air and the hot air will continue to rise and be replaced by the cooler air. Right. Would it be more efficient without that? Yes, possibly. But is it causing enough of a problem that we need to remove the ridge vent and just put traditional shingle cap over that or... Uh, do we go underneath there and foam the whole thing shut? No, no, you don't need to do that. The fan alone, it, it will still perform for you and do the job. Um, just, you know, what's the difference between, you know, 96% and 98%? Not a lot. True. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, that answers the question. Yep. I think you're fine. So, and, uh, you know, verify that. Uh, talk to Steve or, or, or Michael when, when you're over to... Uh, solar solar concepts there in Meridian, and they can they can show you and talk to you about that. But um, yes, that question's come up from several different directions: the roofers, the insulators, the attic ventilation people, and they all say, "Don't worry about it. Um, it it's, you're still pulling the hot air out. It's going to come in through the soffits rather than try to rise out through that ridge vent because uh, that that is not the path of least resistance once you get that fan running." Okay, very good. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for the call. And we'll be back here in just a few seconds after the news. Any email questions you have, now's the time to get them in so I can read them during the break. Joe at JoePrin.com. P-R-I-N, Joe at JoePrin.com. Send your emails in now or get your calls in. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. And good morning to you. Welcome to Saturday and The Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for being 
in the listening audience today. And if you'd like to participate with the show and you have questions today, the number is 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. And if you call right now, we can probably get you on definitely before the end of our program and most likely almost immediately. So thanks, uh, thanks for doing that. This is a program where we try to do our best to answer the questions that you have going on in your head about projects in, on, and around your home, the contractors that may or may not be involved, what you need to know, where to find materials, how much they cost, how much did this whole project cost, how long is it going to take, anything that I need to know about. That's what I can do my best to try to help you figure all that out at 208 336 Zero, zero. <clears throat> I was asked the question about outside hose bibs. Uh, it appears that some people are starting to drag supplemental hoses around their yard. Uh, we can't expect our sprinkler systems to keep up with the heat, especially if we're going to have some extended heat like this. You can just sometimes just seem to run it more and more, but you've always got a few drier spots here and there. And um, a very wise person once told me, and I think I heard that on the Zamzo show, uh, we were listening to him and he said, uh, he said, you know, sometimes you just can't do it all with your sprinkler system. It just can't keep up because if you water as long as you need to over here, you know, over there, it's just going to flood out or something. So there is nothing wrong with once in a while in the extreme heat that we have to hook up a hose and drag it out there and put one of those little frog eye sprinklers or whatever type of sprinkling device you have on the end of that hose and just water that dry spot and just say, you know, it's a good thing. I only have to do this, you know, a few times a year or for, you know, a a week or two during the the hottest part of the year. Uh, It's okay to do that. But if you've been noticing that on your home, you know, there's only maybe two hose bibs, one on the front of the house, one on the back of the house, and you're having to run a lot longer hose than what you want to or, um, it's just not absolutely that convenient for you to do that. Uh, additional hose bibs can be installed into your home almost anywhere. If you have a crawl space home, if you have a home with a basement, uh, that could limit a few things, especially if it is a finished off basement with a finished ceiling to where the plumber has no access to that cavity between the floor and the bottom of the floor joist where a lot of your plumbing runs through. But so there's going to be some technical issues that we'll have to work around and figure out. But yes, hose bibs can be placed in other areas of your home, not necessarily just where they are is the only place that they are. And a skilled plumber, if you tell them what you want, not necessarily by saying, I want a hose bib right there, you know, because there there may be a heating duct right on the other side of that. But you say somewhere over here, you know, between here and here, can you get me a hose bib installed in there? And they'll go down in the crawl space and they'll take a look at it and, and they will figure it out. That's what, that's what they do. And I know that's what like Jim at Master Plumbing and Meridian does. See, they'll figure this thing out for you. So um, the hose bib is just a, uh, a takeoff off of your cold water supply. Uh, if you have a water softener, your existing hose bibs most likely and probably hopefully are not connected to that water softener. So the plumber will check that out also and try to connect any new hose bibs to the same branch of that plumbing tree that is not tied in 
to your water softener. Uh, again, we want to make sure it is connected to the cold water supply. Um, I actually had somebody call on the show once. They said every time they ran their hose bib, it was hot water coming out. And uh, later to find out that somebody just tapped into the nearest line and hooked it in there. And, you know, they'd get a gallon or two of water out of it and everything was fine. But, uh, you know, until they started running that for a long time, then they found out it was connected to hot water. Uh, there are some hose bibs, however, that can go like in a garage or something, or, or I suppose you could put them outside where you can have either hot or cold water or both coming out of them. And they have certain applications for those. But just for normally watering our lawn, just uh, cold water, please. That's all you need to do. Uh, these are frost resistant uh, as the shutoff point for the hose bib is a little over a foot from where the hose actually attaches to that. They should be installed with a slope a little bit so that when the water is shut off, the remaining water in the tube drains out so that in the wintertime it does not uh, freeze. They also have a anti-siphon device built onto the hose bib, which uh, doesn't allow the water to go backwards into the house again. So if you're hose is laying out there in the yard and you're flooding your trees or something and there's a fire down the street and the firemen hook up to the water and they turn it on and it sucks all the water backwards through the system somehow and you're not sucking fertilized water or dog poop water or something into your drinking water supply. Uh, That's why they have an anti-siphon device on them so that it can't flow backwards or siphon backwards. Um, there are a couple different styles of hose bibs, the ones that uh, you only have to turn like one quarter of a turn. So now we're back to that clock analogy that the, the young kids probably won't all understand. But uh, if the hose bib starts at 12 o'clock and you want to turn it fully all the way on, you only have to turn it to three o'clock um, instead of making three or four complete revolutions. There are some quarter turn hose bibs that are available. Um, it's not as easy to adjust the flow of water between those. Those are almost more of a uh, completely off or completely on type of thing unless you're very, very careful. But if you do want something that you want a lot more control of, of being able to uh, control the amount of water coming out, probably just stick with a more traditional one. Um, maybe if you do that, you can have shorter hoses. Uh, Sometimes people say if they hook up too many feet of garden hose to their hose bibs, there's hardly any pressure that comes out the other end. Uh, That could be because of the size of hoses you're using or just the fact that you are trying to push a large amount of water either up a hill or up a slope. Uh, The water pressure has to work to do that, to get water to come out the other end. And the longer that hose is, even if it's all just coiled up on the side of the house, If there's still 100 feet of hose there, you're going to lose a lot of pressure by the time it comes out the other end. So that's where hose bibs placed closer to where you are, to where maybe you only have to use, you know, a 15-foot or a 25-foot hose will deliver uh, a lot better water pressure to you at the shorter distance. So, yes, you can add, to answer the question originally, yes, you can add additional hose bibs to your home and place them just about anywhere you want within, you know, reasonable construction restraints and also realizing that we don't want these things to freeze in the wintertime. 
Uh, all right, I'm going to check for some other emails, see if any other questions have come in during the news break or that last segment. You can also grab your phone, and you will be up next on the Home Fix Show by the time we come back from this break at 208-336-3700. What are you working on today, and how can I help you? 208 208- Three three six three seven zero zero. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. There are certain times when buildings and homes require a flat or low sloping roof. When that happens, Precision Single Ply is your contractor for the best in materials and trained, skilled installers to handle the job. Drainage and flashings must be done right to ensure a leak-free space underneath. Insulation and even the fasteners have evolved recently and single-ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is designed properly for your situation. Trust that decades of experience the professionals at Precision Single Ply bring to your job. They'll work with your budget and do their best to provide you the highest quality products the industry has to offer. If you're needing to repair or upgrade your existing flat or low sloping roof, give Precision Single Ply a call and schedule your quote. Annual maintenance and inspections are also available, even if someone else installed your roof. Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979. That's 208-939-9979. Now that you have that woodworking shop all set up and ready to go for spring, let's talk about some great projects to keep you busy. And you know who can help? High Desert Hardwood. How about building a new picnic table or some custom patio furniture? Perhaps you need a new trellis for a honeysuckle or a clematis. High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very long time. Custom-built cutting boards for your new outdoor kitchen, or maybe some swings and toys for the kids in the backyard. Think High Desert Hardwood in Eagle when you need to pick up some lumber. If you want to check it all out before you hop in the truck, take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. High Desert Hardwood is open Monday through Saturday, 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle. Or call them at 208-939-9366. That's 208-939-9366 for High Desert Hardwood. Billgard windows for your home are a great choice for remodeling or new construction. Serviced and installed locally by Viewpoint Windows and Doors, Idaho's most respected, largest window supplier, you can rest assured that if you need help, responsive professionals are ready to assist. And talk about an amazing warranty. Accidental glass breakage is included, even if you live on a golf course. Billgard windows are a leader in innovation and window technology. If you haven't taken a close look at what is new in windows lately, Make an appointment and come into Viewpoint Windows on State Street in Boise. They would love to show you all that is available for your home. Enjoy looking out your windows once again, knowing you have quality Milgard windows and a quality installation from Viewpoint Windows and Doors working for you. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. We clean a lot of things in our homes, but be honest, when was the last time you gave your duct work a good cleaning? I've not had my ducts clean in several years, so I'm going to call System Clean because I want it done right. System Clean has powerful trucks that pull up an incredible amount of air with cleaning power far beyond what others have. Combine that with individual vent and return cleaning and sanitization, and I know my ducts will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get done also? 
Well, there's a lot of nasty things floating around in our home's air, and System Clean can help you out. They also clean and detail the interior of your furnace and button up everything tight and secure when done. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System Clean, 208-884-3300. That's 208-884-3300. Hey guys, everyone knows we know how to fix everything perfectly. It's ingrained in our brains. We know everything about tools, electrical wiring, plumbing, housing codes, drywall, concrete, hmm, granite flooring, solar panels, roofing, HVAC, uh, just in case, you know, one of our buddies has a question, call Joe Prin now, 208-336-3700. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> Asking for a friend, right? <laughs> How many of the people that call the show, Tara, do you think are not giving their real name? Thinking, 90%. Really? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, they don't give their real name. Yeah, this is Bob. Yeah, Bob it is today. And you say, well, last week you were Zach. Uh, and the week before you were Mike. Don't tell everyone, but we do recognize your voices. Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> just like you recognize ours, we recognize yours. It's okay to use your real name. Your neighbors, uh, I'd like to think that everybody's listening to the show, but... Uh, you and I know it's truly only about like 14% of the people. So there's a very good chance your neighbors aren't, but which maybe you should go over there and knock on the door and tell them they need to start listening to the show, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, much like hose bibs, electrical outlets on the outside of your house are a very nice convenience, especially when you want to plug something in to work on whatever. Maybe you need to plug in a battery charger for the riding lawnmower. Maybe you need to uh, not drag around a 200-foot extension cord behind your electric lawnmower or weed eater. Maybe you just need uh, a fan out there for whatever reason, or the kids are going to go camping in the backyard and you want to run a cord out for the light to keep the, uh, the, the bush monsters away from them at night or something. Electrical outlets are much like a hose bib in that they should be on the same circuit, if you will, as the other outdoor outlets that you have, just like the hose bibs on the same plumbing line, your electrical outlets on the outside of your house should be connected to the electrical circuit for outdoor outlets. You should not just say, well, I want one right outside this bedroom, so I'm just going to drill a hole through the wall, stick a wire in and connect it into the outlet that goes into my bedroom. No, 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 not a very good thing. And hopefully any home inspector would find that electrical code violation uh, if you ever went to sell your house. So don't do that. Electrical outlets outside need to be GFCI protected, ground fault circuit interrupted uh, protection on there so that if that extension cord is in contact with water or something, it will trip that breaker for that and not, uh, not fry you when you're outside there, or if you overload the circuit from too much, uh, you know, draw on the, the cord or too long of a cord or resistance, it will protect you, the equipment, and the, uh, the electrical uh, circuit itself. So it needs to be on that same outdoor circuit. Uh, for remote installations with an outdoor outlet, perhaps you want to have an outlet 
way out there in the back corner of the backyard or out in that shed that you have out there. You want a light out there or a motion detector on the outside of it or maybe an outlet out there so you can plug in a battery charger or something. Well, that wire uh, can be run two different ways. There is direct burial cable, underground cable. You'll see this as like uh, 12... 2 or 12.3 UF, which means underground feed. Although most electricians will tell you, no, even though that's an underground direct burial wire, there is too much of a chance that either you aerating the lawn or planting a tree or a bush and dig line will not help you out with this because they don't find your personal stuff, only the things the utilities provide. Uh, you don't want to do that. You want to put that in conduit also if that line ever has to be replaced, if it ever goes bad or something chews through it or you nick it or something, if it is in conduit, you could pull a new line through that conduit quite easily without having to dig up your yard again. So dig the trench anyway, because you're going to have to put the wire in, but it should be in conduit, the gray conduit that you're going to glue the fittings on and everything and make that as straight and with the nice sweeping elbows. It's not the same stuff you use for sprinkler systems and use electrical conduit there. And you can run that wire all the way out to the the back fence or something. Uh, The wire needs to be sized for the distance that you're going. So you may need the consultation of a chart or an electrician to figure that resistance drop over that long distance. And like we say, if there's any doubt, ask the electricians for help. You can call Dave. He'll help you out with that. Uh, our electrician here on the show. Um, That box that is outside there is going to have to be weather protected, you know, from a uh, sprinkler system hitting it and shorting it out. Uh, You're not going to want it in the direct contact with the sprinkler water or something. There are outdoor boxes made to be rained on and all that. They have the proper gaskets and the uh, the weatherproof covers on them. You also want it up high enough off of the ground that uh, snow build up on the ground. You know, if we've had snow that's been 16 inches deep, well, then you want to probably put that outlet higher than that just so that it's not in there. But you could have an outlet out there at the the back corner of the fence or the shed or anything like that. Uh, You want to avoid any pinch or pull pipe, pull points when you run that wire out through that conduit and it doesn't hurt to have a little extra loop of wire You know, here and there, like on each end, if you can roll up some wire before you go into whatever connection that you have, just in case you have to make a repair or an addition to the line. Uh, Let's go to Kathy in Wilder. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a question. My hose bib is like way low, low, low on the house, just right above the foundation. Mm. Excuse me. And I have to stand on my head to turn the dang thing on. Is there an extension or something that I can raise it? There actually is. There's a device. It looks like a kind of a, the letter S a a capital letter S that you actually screw that onto the hose bib that you have now. And it comes up the wall further. And then it's attached with a clip to the siding on your house. And then that's where you can attach hoses to. It doesn't move the, the valve portion, but it allows just a, a higher place for you to attach a hose or, you know, remove it in that. Um, but I still have to turn it on down there. Yes. The ground. Yes. The only way you're going to get away from that is if there was a second valve 
up higher. Now, perhaps a plumber could do this, or you could come up with some fittings and actually run a short length of hose up there into a hard fitting that is attached with another valve, and then you could just leave the bottom one on all the time and then turn the top one on and off as you need it. Uh, You just have to have a good, reliable seal that wouldn't drip. And, of course, it would be seasonal only. You would have to unhook and drain that before winter, or that would freeze up right away. But, yes, you can do that. You know, it can save you from bending over and, you know, hurting your back and stuff. Is the S thing, is that a hose or is it a hard fixture? A uh, little bit of both, actually. It's got a, uh, the ones that I've seen have about a, oh, about an eight-inch soft hose connection on the one end, and then the rest of it is a rigid pipe coming up. Okay. Last time I saw okay, those was like at uh, D&B Supply had those, but uh, I haven't looked this year, but they have had them in the past. Okay, super. I'll give it a whirl. Might thank check you. that out. All right, Kathy, thank you for the, uh, thank you for the phone call. Good question to ask those Amazons guys. Maybe they have that in their uh, sprinkler department there. They're, they'll be here at, what, 11 o'clock uh, live today. And you can ask those questions by calling the same number here, 208-336-3700. Hey, I'm Joe Prin. You have been listening to The Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. I will be back next week and not only expect, but really do hope that you will be here also. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk next week. You've been looking out the windows of your home for a while now. Ready for some new window coverings? Time to freshen up the look a bit? Budget Blinds can definitely provide some great ideas and stylish, affordable products. This just might be one of the most enjoyable projects you've ever taken on. Stop by the Boise or Nampa store, or Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. They'll bring their collection of blinds, shades, shutters, draperies to your house so you can see what these look like in your home, in your light, with your decor. There's a way to avoid traffic, right? And here's something else you'll appreciate. Budget Blinds adds an exclusive no-questions-asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment at 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds, or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. That's 208-375-1212. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payment for six months when you finance a new Linux system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details.